Welcome. I am a lay Shin Buddhist who nevertheless maintains an interest in the broader realm of Pure Land and Mahayana Buddhist teachings. My YouTube channel is called Akala Akala, that is A-C-A-L-A-A-C-A-L-A. In these podcasts, I make a non-scholarly, humble, and sometimes bumbling attempt to explore a particular topic or question related to the wonderful Buddha Dharma. I hope you find them to be of interest. With that said, let us begin. What I would like to focus on in this podcast is my profound gratitude for having been exposed to the true teaching in this lifetime. I am happy beyond words that my karma was such that that I was led to freedom from major anxieties and salvation from future misery in lifetimes beyond this one through Buddhism. The sutras are so incredibly wonderful that it boggles my mind. And Amita's compassion is so deep and pure and uncontaminated with any judgment whatsoever that I sigh with profound relief and anamu Amita Butsu that I no longer have to carry as heavy a burden of feeling personally unworthy as had been with me for my early life. I am grateful, too, that Amita's vow to save me is powerful, effective, and trustworthy to the degree that I can finally lay to rest any question about the final outcome of my existence. I know that I will be reborn in his land of bliss, and will then, at last, have the freedom and power myself to be able to truly help others in the way that I can now only faintly approximate. In his Kyogao Shinsho, Shinran, the founder of Shin Buddhism, says, Ah, how difficult it is for us to meet with the universal vow, the powerful condition for our salvation, even in many lives. How difficult it is to attain the true, pure faith, even in millions of kalpas. If ever one receives the practice and faith, he or she should rejoice at the long-past relationships with Amida. He goes on to say, How happy am I, Gutoku Shaku Shinran, to have now been able to meet with the holy scriptures from India and the commentaries by Chinese and Japanese masters, which are difficult to meet and to have already been able to hear their teachings, which are difficult to hear. Finally, in this preface to his masterwork, Shinran says, In believing reverently in the teaching, practice, and enlightenment of the true teaching, I have realized particularly the Buddha's deep benevolence. Hereupon I express my joy over what I have heard, and praise what I have received. Shinran is my hero. He says so eloquently exactly what I feel and believe. Plus, he was extremely productive, having written several books describing the true teaching in much detail. I am tremendously thankful that he lived and bequeathed to us his profound insight. This brings me to the main topic of this podcast, which is to share just a few words about Shinran's masterwork, the Kyogao Shinsho, which is a collection of passages revealing the true teaching, practice, and enlightenment of Pure Land Buddhism. Shinran Shonen, who wrote the Kyogao Shinsho in 13th century Japan, was most fundamentally a humble man, very much in touch with his own limitations and faults. 
From this perspective of genuine humility, Shinran contemplated upon basic spiritual questions and issues that humans have struggled with throughout time. In order to appreciate Shinran's perspective, it is necessary to have some background knowledge regarding the Buddhist tradition from which he evolved. Sakyamuni Buddha, the historical Buddha who lived in India around 2,500 years ago, had the insight that life involves suffering. This is so because no one can always consistently have everything which he or she might wish to have, and eventually all living creatures must face the inevitability of death. Within Buddhism, there developed descriptions of the experience of the suffering inherent in life as being like floundering in a great body of water. The goal in Buddhism was framed as getting across this sea of suffering to the other shore of enlightenment or nirvana, where one would transcend suffering by becoming one with Buddhahood itself. As Buddhism matured into its Mahayana, or great vehicle form, around 2,000 years ago, the view was established that it was not sufficient to use one's own self-effort to attain this goal only for one's own self. The goal in Mahayana Buddhism was to assist all living beings, whatever their individual capacity for spiritual practice, to get on board a vehicle or ship so great that everyone could be saved. For Shinran, quote, the inconceivable universal vow is the great ship which conveys us across the sea which is difficult to cross, close quote. What is this vow to which Shinran refers? The universal vow about which Shinran writes is the 18th vow of Dharmakara Bodhisattva, an archetypal Buddha-to-be whose story is told in the larger Pure Land Sutra, a scripture of the Mahayana Buddhist tradition. Three Pure Land Sutras were composed during the early Mahayana period, which taught, through the lips of the cosmic manifestation of the historical Sakyamuni Buddha, that there is a land of bliss in the western part of the universe. The beings who reside there are eternally happy, with all their needs and wants perfectly met for all time. The sutra tells how that land, the existence of which resonates with the deepest levels of need for security and belonging within the human heart and mind, was created by Dharmakara Bodhisattva. To understand the implications of Dharmakara's 18th vow, it is necessary to have some background on the Bodhisattva concept. The Bodhisattva ideal ties directly into the previously described notion of the evolution toward a purely altruistic goal as the framework for religious attainment. Thus, while in the earlier form of Buddhism, or school of the elders, the goal of the individual practitioner was to transcend the cause of suffering, that is, passionate selfish desires, in order to attain nirvana or disengagement from the things of this world, the ideal within Mahayana Buddhism was for the practitioner to, in effect, dive into the midst of the world's suffering in order to alleviate as much of it as possible. It is from this perspective that the Bodhisattva, or being of enlightenment, gives up the attainment of his or her own blissful nirvana in favor of working toward the accomplishment of relief for others. He or she gives up the ultimate prize of Buddhahood until all other sentient beings have also been assured safe passage on the great vehicle, 
which is designed to transport everyone to the other shore, to the pure land of bliss. And who presides over this pure land? It is none other than the greatest Buddha of all, Amida Buddha, who is the Buddha that Dharmakara himself became upon the achievement of his creation of that land of happiness in the West. To the 20th century Western reader, this story of Dharmakara, who vows to give up his own attainment of Buddhahood until he can establish a land of bliss as a refuge for all beings, and then does so by means of spending eons of time exerting himself and making sacrifices in the exercise of bodhisattva practices, this story may seem far-fetched. It is up to each person to determine if it does or does not feel true. In any case, as Shinran points out in his characterization of the 18th vow as inconceivable, the universal vow of Amida Buddha cannot ultimately be explained in logical, scientific ways. It must be taken on faith, not necessarily as representing a concrete literal reality, although this is okay to do, but as representing an extraordinarily fine and excellent example of the best and most effective method for accurately describing realities that themselves are beyond the limited scope of human dualistic thinking patterns. Shinran says that, quote, the unhindered light of Amida Buddha is the sun of wisdom which dissipates the darkness of ignorance, close quote. It is that wisdom beyond the range of even the most sophisticated human conceptualizations, which informs us from within that there is an other power upon whom we can rely for our salvation from our painful ignorance, and for eventual enlightenment at the time of our death. It is the relief and gratitude associated with this insight and conviction that is the essence of Shin Buddhism as taught by Shinran. He thus in this first part of the preface to his collection of passages, poetically sings the praises of Amida Buddha and the primal vow which Amida made when he was Dharmakara Bodhisattva. As indicated earlier, he begins this preface by saying, As I humbly contemplate matters, I see that the inconceivable universal vow is the great ship which conveys us across the sea difficult to cross and that the unhindered light is the sun of wisdom, which dissipates the darkness of ignorance. And again, in light of the gratitude with which I began this podcast, he closes out his preface saying, How happy I am, Gutoku Shaku Shinran, to have now been able to meet with the holy scriptures from India, and the commentaries by Chinese and Japanese masters, which are difficult to meet, and who have already been able to hear their teachings, which are difficult to hear. In believing reverently in the teaching, practice, and enlightenment of the true teaching, I have realized particularly the Tathagata's deep benevolence. Hereupon I express my joy over what I have heard, and praise what I have received. With that, I will sign off by reciting the Nembutsu, in gratitude for being embraced and accepted just as I am by Amida Buddha, never, never to be abandoned. Namo Amida Boots, Namo Amida Boots, Namo Amida Boots.